The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business, home, social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made, and by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. As I think about the focus of today's episode, gaining visibility for career mobility, the term job security comes to mind. To you, this may seem like an old or outdated term, since it references a time when it was more of a norm for people to stay with one company as a career. To have the security that an active work life can bring, it's not only important to continue to evolve as a person and to grow your knowledge and skills on an ongoing basis, you also need to be seen and heard, out there in the game, so to speak, so that opportunity can find you. That's exactly the reason I'm the host of a radio show. One of the network's researchers found me through social media. During today's episode, we'll talk about how you can effectively promote yourself for career mobility, in particular through the use of social media tools. Here to share his expertise and also his personal story on this topic is career counselor, writer, and former TV talk show host, Haig Shahinian. Hike's coaching work is complemented by his interest in how technology is increasingly intersecting with our daily lives. If you've been hesitant to actively engage social media for your career pursuits, you'll benefit from hearing how Hike has strategically used online tools to find an audience. Hike, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Good morning, Hamza. I'm really happy to be here with you, talking Thanks. to your guests. Mm-hmm. You look- Listener, excuse me. I'm your guest. <laughs> Especially for the benefit of those who are hesitant to make themselves more visible, what thoughts can you share about the purpose and benefits of being seen? Oh, there are so many, Hemda. And I was thinking this morning, um, first I think about the kind of uh, holistic benefits for the individual, for, for myself, for example. Um, I, growing up, my you know, promoting yourself, uh, the essence of it can have deep psychological roots. Mm-hmm. And growing up, my parents didn't pay a lot of attention to me. Mm-hmm. They were more occupied uh, with themselves. So I didn't really have a lot of attention on myself. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, as time went on, I have felt um, uh, energy towards gaining visibility for myself in these mm. ways. And the the benefits, I think, first for myself are being seen, which I didn't feel so much growing up, mm. being heard, similar. Were you conscious of it at the time, or is it something just later in life that you reflected on and that you realized? Later in life. I thought it was normal. I thought nobody... <laughs> yeah, that was just my experience of feeling kind of invisible. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that just was normal every day. Um, so along with being seen and being heard also comes being understood. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about humanity, that's really fundamental. So those are some kind of purposes and you know, benefits in terms of practical kind of career mobility benefits. Uh, the sky's the limit, really, in terms of what can come from being visible, from being seen and understood by the world. You know, promotion... Uh, financial gain, um, you know, more interesting, engaging work potentially. Mm. It's interesting that you reflect on this experience that you had in your younger years of feeling ignored, if I'm capturing that accurately. And I'm recalling a Gallup survey that talks about engagement in the workplace. 
And in this survey, the outcome was, it was a survey of U.S. companies. I believe that it was a 1,000. And what emerged was that it was actually more important to give negative feedback to employees than to give no feedback at all. And the point was that if you give no feedback, people feel like they don't matter. They just feel like they're ignored. So as we're reflecting on the idea of visibility and self-promotion, if someone's in a workplace and they don't really feel that the employer is making an investment in their development and really sees their strengths and cares about their strengths, we're also dealing with looking at our own reactions to that situation. And to your point in the introduction, taking control of that, taking responsibility for my own visibility is a way for me to pursue and, you know, gain that kind of job security, which is such an interesting and important concept today in, in, at the end of 2015. Mm. Well, it's interesting to reflect also on your career and the steps that you've taken to really put yourself out there, including hosting a TV show. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your own personal experiences. Thank you. And, uh, you know, so, so to kind of go back, like in high school, I felt a bug to pursue drama. So I was in some high school plays. Seems unrelated, but I think over a lifetime, I'm 44 now. Is it okay to develop that? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, over the course of my life, um, it's interesting to see some patterns. In college, I engaged in the speech and debate team, which is also kind of a see and hear me kind of, you know, pursuit. Um, then, uh, I, as a career counselor, I have gravitated more towards group settings of kind of instructing, you know, in the front of the room. In promoting my own work and my own business, I've, I've uh, tried to be as creative as possible. And one example comes to mind around, um, must it be, in the early 2000s, in the summertime, one day uh, during lunchtime, I went to Bryant Park, which is a very populated park in the center of Manhattan. Uh, hundreds, thousands of people really walk through there, you know, in an hour. Um, I set up a table and a chair, two chairs actually, and a sign that said, free career counseling. Mm. Hoping to catch maybe some media attention. Um, at least getting my name and work, you know, to the public. And I sat there for about three or four hours, you know, during those span 11 to two or so. And mostly I saw friends of mine, <laughs> friends came up to me, but uh, I think about, it's not always perfect, but these have been some of my efforts to gain more visibility for myself in my work. More uh, effectively, I've pursued the TV show through Manhattan Cable Access and uh, ran that for, um, about seven years. Inter first, presenting various career topics as you're doing in your show, uh, and then interviewing guests about their work. It was called Career Talk Live. Um, and through the interviews, I kind of gleaned different themes about professional work, working life. Mm -hmm. um, I've also written, um, I had a, a blog um, that has had different names. Mm, currently, it's at Whole Wide Work how to reveal your whole self at work about mm. what it takes and how one can bring all of their faculties, all of their wherewithal to the work they do mm -hmm. in order to thrive as a human and as a professional. As we think about visibility and the factors that impact visibility, there are a host of them that would be interesting to talk about in relation also to your experiences. So there's the act of being physically visible and that could be virtually visible as well. There's a physical presence in being on LinkedIn and other social media sites. And there's also the act of expressing yourself and thinking about the acting training or, and drama that you were involved with. There's this aspect that within us, there's a lot to express and there may be a lot that's unexpressed and we may have some fears and concerns about that. So just uncovering these layers if you're listening and, and thinking for yourself about your own life and career journey and how this topic of visibility is applicable to you, whether it has to do with how to make yourself more visible or it has to do with techniques that help you to feel more confident also 
with putting yourself out there. Are there any thoughts that you have along those lines? Because we, we are dealing with fears oftentimes. I'm not sure if that was a factor for you when you set up your career counseling offering in Bryant Park, when you went to pursue your TV show. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's thinking about the fear aspect of it. Yes, it was scary. I think presenting myself, I think putting oneself forth, it can be um, a harrowing kind of experience. It can, it's risky. Uh, what if I'm seen as a fool? What if I stumble? What if no one cares? What if I, put, I, I, I present myself and people look away when that's not what, that's exactly what I don't want. So that possibility is really frightening. And yet the prospect of um, being understood often guides me. But to your point, Hemda, also, um, simply expressing myself has its own rewards. I feel better speaking, you know, talking about is it my accomplishments, talking about how I can help people, um, talking about uh, my ideas. That self-expression is an end in and of itself many times through mm -hmm. the, my writing, through the TV show at the time. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's scary. It can be scary. Even for someone who identifies as extroverted as I do. What do you say to people in situations where there's a merit-based experience to someone's career advancement, to their career evolution? You've been in a work environment. You do your work quietly in some ways, very effectively. And you're in a situation where you're in a career transition. Maybe you feel stagnant and you know you want to make a change. So whether or not you're initiating it or the company is initiating it in its own way and you need to explore new opportunities, what do you say to someone who says, I've always worked based on merit. That's how I've gotten all of my opportunities in my life. Mm -hmm. In other words, let my work speak for itself. I don't have to raise awareness about it. Exactly. So I'd say, how's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I appreciate the thought that my work sh you know, should be seen. People should notice you know, my output. But today, Hemda, we're so busy. How often do I look up from my screen? My desktop screen, my laptop, my tablet, my phone? Rarely to notice what's around me, who's around me, what work they're doing. Mm -hmm. So in increasingly our, our world is so noisy. Um, and so if I, I would encourage, you know, a person who kind of sees this, views the world in this way, um, that it's a different story today. Speaking up is uh, required if somebody's going to under understand and notice your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's some real fears. I know that I've experienced this in conversation about putting oneself on social media, what's going to come back? Am I going to be compromised in some way? That's another risk, isn't it? Yeah, what if I'm misunderstood? What if somebody twists, uh, misinterprets what I'm saying, uh, re represents it, um, in a way, I don't. I didn't. I never intended. Mm -hmm. That risk exists. It's true, and so I have to be comfortable with um, that possibility and have some trust. So a key point that we're taking away is for your career advancement, your career mobility, for new opportunities in your life. That it is really essential to engage in some of the activities that have become more of a norm nowadays, mm -hmm. including social media, to help people to really identify you as an expert. Right. Yeah, and getting out of your comfort zone can often be part of that process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the question is how you can do that in, in a way that is gradual. Because for some people, first you have to buy into the importance of actually being on social media. And aside from that, you also have to get your feet wet in order to build your comfort level with it. Totally. I like that idea. Yeah, step, step by step. And social media is so broad. It can be overwhelming just to think about that. We, we talk about it because it's so accessible. 
Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and Pinterest and all of it. Uh, we'll talk about some of them in, in more depth, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've touched a little bit about how increasing your, your visibility can be transformative on so many levels, not the least of which is your career advancement. We're going to go to a quick commercial. When we come back, we'll talk about methods through which you can effectively promote yourself. So we're getting to the how. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi in the company of career expert Haig Shehinian. We talked about the importance of visibility in your career, in your life at large. Now we're going to get into the how. Haig, what methods do you suggest for gaining visibility? The first one today, Hemda, is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an online social network, uh, over 400 million users. There's an expectation that if you're working, you have a LinkedIn profile and you have a certain significant number of connections. Uh, you know, you, you know people in your field um, at, a, at a kind of a minimum. During the break, you presented an, an interesting uh, question about um, you know, is it absolutely necessary to engage with social media? And absolutely not. It's not, you can survive without having a LinkedIn account, for example, as we're, you know, getting more concrete. Yet, you're at a disadvantage. So we're looking at the advantages of engaging. In this case, creating a profile with your photo, with a headline that uh, frames you as a certain professional within just a couple of words, you know, one to four or five words total, a summary, like a bio, and then a list of your experience, very much like your resume, yet with more of your voice. How important is it to have a professional headshot? Oh, no, 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 no. Take one with your phone. Head and shoulders, warm. What's critical is the warm, is, is the warm expression on your face. I don't think a professional shot is necessary. You know, as a career counselor, I work with a lot of individuals and uh, you know, f- talking about this subject on one hand relates to me and my own professional development, but I also am thinking about the wealth of people, professionals I've um, guided in their own kind of career development. And I've seen headshots of like one candidate, one client I'm thinking in particular, her husband's eye is like part of her headshot. <laughs> She's like, cut him out, but you could still see his eyeball. Um, (laughs) uh, It's not the end of the world. That's not ideal. Mm -hmm. But um, 
you taking one with good lighting and a warm expression on your face with your phone is perfectly sufficient. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because I would have thought that it would be important to have a professional headshot, although it seems also that it's relative to what you do, what your profession is. If you're in a more corporate, traditional environment that values more of that polished look and you're promoting yourself, then that might be a factor. Professional photographs are most are beautiful. They're beautifully, professionally done. I'm thinking about the cost mm -hmm. and how the technology on mobile phones today is so great. And if you don't have a camera, you probably do have a mobile phone. So you do have, you know, you can't take an image, a snapshot of yourself. And paying attention to, to the lighting in a room or outside and maybe raising the camera, you know, six inches above your head to take that shot can be good enough. Mm -hmm. It can be great. Mm -hmm. And what have you seen in terms of your clients or yourself personally has been the benefit of being on LinkedIn with regard to the employment community, you know, in terms yes. of um, people reaching out to them for networking, to propose opportunities? I hear a lot of times, oh, they found me on LinkedIn. I, I hear that increasingly. And I myself actually can be very skeptical of LinkedIn because of our collective understanding of what prof the word professional means. To so many people, it means presenting the driest, kind of dullest version of <laughs> yourself. And that can make LinkedIn as a network kind of boring. Yet, Increasingly, I think people are loosening up and warming up to, to revealing more of themselves online. And mm -hmm. um, I, I have the, the, the clients I'm working with who are landing jobs increasingly are saying they first uh, made the connection with an individual on LinkedIn that led to an opportunity or they saw the job listed on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the, you know, uh, practical repercussions, consequences, positive consequences of being engaged. Mm -hmm. And what I have seen is that it helps you to really take stock of what you have. If you're in a situation where you're exploring new opportunities and you haven't done that in a long time, it's easy to focus on deficit, especially as you're thinking of marketing yourself. You're think you might be looking at what is it that you don't have as opposed to focusing your search really on what it is that you do have, which is what employers are going to look for and value and seeing all of the resources that are accessible to you, the people you've known over the years who have gone on to different things, who could serve as resources of information or referral for you. And of course, having someone you know, someone you've worked with as a member offers you an opportunity to access their more recent contact information. Yes. You know, the, the, the interpersonal, um, uh, benefits are, are many. Connecting with people, forming those relationships, nurturing them, certainly. Building, I appreciate your point, simply building your LinkedIn profile and writing out your accomplishments, thinking through uh, how you've contributed to the various organizations where you've worked, putting it down in words, seeing it in, in writing, literally, reflected back at you on this flickering screen. Um, can ground you in your achievements. Um, a lot of people I work with, I think, are hesitant when we're thinking about gaining attention and promoting yourself, are hesitant to broadcast the good work they've done. They've learned um, growing up, whatever, that they should be humble. And I love Golda Meir's words. <laughs> She said, don't be humble. You're not that great. <laughs> right? So Marianne Williamson has said also something similar about the importance of shining your own light and giving permissions to do the same, you know, as a result. Mm -hmm. um, yet I think we help others when we broadcast our achievements. Mm -hmm. And LinkedIn provides that prompt, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it seems like you're also going through an internal process when you're working through the different ways that you can promote yourself in the sense that you're encountering your hesitations, you're encountering your fears. And to your point about the quote from Golda Meir, we're not that great. 
it's great. It's also nice to lighten up a little bit about it because there are concerns about what's going to come back at you if you put your comments out. And for some of us, that means we have to develop a little bit of a thicker skin. We have to feel more comfortable with hearing things from people, even people we don't know, that may not necessarily feel good at the time. And then you also, though, at the same time, get the benefits. There's another layer here, I think, which might be kind of ironic. I think in developing a LinkedIn profile where I am uh, presenting, you know, uh, as full a scope as possible of my achievements and engaging, you know, with that social network, talking about articles I've read, things like this. There's an element of helping people simply by presenting myself, kind of giving that permission for you to speak to your achievements as well as I am, um, helping you maybe learn something about an article that I'm talking about, that I've commented on, or that I've simply posted as something that's interesting, or simply have liked, you know, and that you'll then come into contact with. That, that There's an element of helping people, and I think um, when I am looking to help others, good things come back. Mm-hmm. Are there any suggestions that you would offer for those who are looking to enhance their LinkedIn profile? Of course, there are resources on the site itself. Or for someone who actually hasn't created one in the past, but hopefully today has been convinced to create one, are there any resources that would be helpful in having an all-star profile, as LinkedIn puts it? Oh, right. Okay, that's yeah, some kind of terminology that they use, all-star profile, sure. Um, yeah, the database of LinkedIn profiles in and of itself is a tutorial, is, is a kind of treasure trove of examples of profiles that shine. So I would encourage somebody who might you know, wonder where to start simply to take a look at profiles of people in their field doing similar work as, as they've done. It's simple enough to search for that. Simply type in you know, the, the role that you've held and you can take a look at those profiles and use them as models. You know, with 400 million plus accounts, um, you don't have to worry about being redundant with somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. As you put together the picture of your work history, it will be uniquely your own, even if some ideas you've um, mirrored from others. That's an interesting point of doing a little bit of exploration of the database, and especially if someone's interested in exploring new geographies for life and work that may offer some a good potential outreach mechanism. What about some social media resources aside from LinkedIn? I love Twitter. Twitter is um, not as popular. I know <laughs> that I derive a lot of use from uh, that social network as well. It's more of a challenge to gain followers, but you can... I engage in Twitter for myself. And so on one hand, I follow media outlets I'm interested in. Thought leaders. I like to follow comedians on one hand to keep myself interested, you know, and and connected to the social network because comedians can be very creative in using 140 characters to, um, you know, make a punchline. Mm -hmm. Um, You You have the opportunity to gain tips, really for how you might also look at doing your posts, be able to communicate a lot Yes, in a short space. That's a fact. I've learned, yes, from comedians in particular, 140 characters is a real limit. Uh, But how to use that in a way that works, I've really gained insight from following comedians in particular, it turns out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it sounds like in terms of the value of Twitter, one is just having an awareness also of what's happening in the world, what other people are doing, and also getting some insights and tips from their example. Twitter has become uh, one of my primary news sources because I follow like French newspapers, um, uh, you know, some New York Times writers, LA Times writers. you know, on, on the downside, I only receive what I seek out. So it's not like reading the front page of a newspaper. I'm really highly selecting what I'm consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of that, I'm very interested in logging in and taking a look. So on one hand, kind of passively, Twitter is, um, I appreciate that resource very much. 
Then, like LinkedIn, it's also a platform for me to speak my truth, to speak my mind. When I have uh, an interesting idea that kind of makes me chuckle, I try to get it down to 140 characters, mm -hmm. put it out there. Um, some people might like it. Some people, like, it might go unnoticed. I don't know. But it's a forum for me to express myself. And as I am working more towards writing uh, these days, um, editors, book publishers appreciate um, having, you know, a platform. In other words, having many Twitter followers as an indication of your potential audience. Mm. So it actually becomes part of your expertise, your experience, your arsenal that you bring when you're looking to promote yourself for a specific opportunity, that it's something that can be a reference point yeah. also yes. for your impact and, and the interest that people have in what you have to say. Are you on Twitter, Henda? I am. It brings to mind that it gives you, it's a little bit of a playground that you can use to express yourself, to practice expressing yourself and to express yourself concisely, as you said. And it's interesting, the point that you bring out, I had a conversation with my executive producer about this, that as you're exploring what it is that you'd like to do in your life, what's the next direction you want to take, your, your work, your interests, that it can be extraordinarily helpful to get a sense of what people see in you, what people find interesting. So just like any marketing approach, it has, there's an opportunity to really test the market, so to speak. And just put it, using these social media tools really gives you a chance to say, well, what resonates with me about myself? What resonates with me about my experience? What feedback have I received from other people about what they like, what they value, what they see in me? And if you put that out there, and you might add a few other things that you're testing, and just have a sense of what are people being drawn to, what resonates with them, it may be surprising what you find out. You can craft your voice in that way. Yeah, getting feedback, that's very interesting. Yeah, to kind of notice what people, what resonates with people. Yeah, and you can get that instantaneously on, on Twitter, on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook too, of course. I call that taking the easier path in a, in a way. Because the thing that people are drawn to about you, the thing that, that's interesting to them, reflects an unmet need that exists. Right? And that's really the foundation for creating opportunity. You're almost not creating opportunity. You're just discovering what opportunity is there that maybe you haven't really been paying attention to and you've taken for granted because you yourself don't think those qualities, those strengths are such a big deal because you just wear them so seamlessly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. How does the environment, how is the environment kind of responding to me? It's using Twitter is a great way to find out. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like really there's an experimentation piece. And of course, there's a concern that folks have that employers are going to see what they're posting on social media and that that could impact opportunity. Yes, there's a lot of fear. Yeah, and there's a lot of fear mongering. You know, when we see a headline about, you know, never do this, five things not to say, never to do, that, you know, always, that usually yields eyeballs on news stories. But I don't know how founded, how real, how necessary it is to have such fear that somebody can hold against me what they see me posting. As long as... Um, you know, I'm following some general rules of, of decorum and maybe the golden rule, do unto others as they would do unto you, is mm -hmm. a fair kind of single rule to follow on social media and then everything else could be okay. Mm. As, you know, speaking your heart, your truth, your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems that also that's, that's left to the discretion of the individual also to determine what may really be out of bounds of their best interests with regard to their career commitments. Yes, yes. Yes. And, and, and that's where actually it's an interesting point you raise. Um, I am more comfortable saying some things on Twitter that I am not so comfortable sharing on LinkedIn. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where Twitter, the, my people who I'm connected to, in some instances, are people I don't know. They're simply followers. They're interested in what I have to say. On LinkedIn, I can feel that 
uh, there may be more repercussions, more judgment, more judgment on LinkedIn than on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If that's my experience of it. Mm, right, they're different forums. They're different forums. It's, they're different cultures. Different related. cultures, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we've talked about some online methods for increasing our visibility. We're going to go to a brief commercial. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about online methods and also some offline methods. Be back in two. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, speaking with career expert Haik Shahinian. We talked about some social media strategies for promoting yourself, specifically Twitter and LinkedIn. Haik, are there some other tools that you recommend? Yes, um, you know, blogging. Blogging has has been popular in in recent years. It's still prevalent in, in, in many uh, spheres. And I have appreciated the longer forum to, you know, write like a 500 word piece about on whole wide work, how to reveal your whole self at work. So mm-hmm. um, I've talked about um, like revealing a learning disability on the job, uh, revealing something like depression on the job. Some of the um, aspects of humanity that we might first think about hiding how there's no relevance to the workplace, how it could be detrimental to, to work with in the workplace. I um, have been kind of um, shining a different light on that. And I, you know, the text length is unlimited. So with a blog, you can identify a theme like career mobility, like uh, turning a page in your life as uh, with a radio show. And then you, I, I explore it, you can explore it. Um, to the extent that you wish. Blogger is a useful, a very easy to use platform. Uh, Tumblr is another one. So these are available. It's amazing. They're available for free. The, the trade-off is it's revealing my you know, innermost thinking to the public that can be used to sell advertising. I'm willing for I'm, that's a fair exchange for me. How does that work? I'm not selling the advertising, but the uh, platform Google hosts Blogger um, can take you know can exploit that however they wish. You know that's a kind of agreement that I get into with them. Mm-hmm. Although although on uh, the couple blogs that I have hosted through Blogger, um, I have chosen not to um, show advertising. If I did, I could gain a little bit of cash, but. Um, uh, so there are different options in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're not in line with the advertising that's, that's up there, you can choose 
to exclude that. Yes, yes. So another way, so there are, there's blogs, and then uh, you can create a podcast too. Mm-hmm. Um, One question I, about the blogs, what do you see as the benefits of doing a blog? Because the, one of the reasons I'm asking is that it's certainly time intensive. And yes. once you start a blog, then if, if you have one blog post and you come back, you do another blog post six months later, it doesn't necessarily have as much impact as having a regular blog. Yeah. You, you, it's critical to feel some fire uh, around the subject so that you post regularly, if not daily, uh, weekly. You know, every six months is not enough to sustain an audience. Imagine, would you know, you check back and you check back and there's nothing new. So, um, it, you know, it, it does take a, a fair amount of um, energy, you know, when we need to be aware of that as they start. Mm-hmm. And what have, since you have had a blog for an extensive period of time, for seven years, what would you say were the benefits for you? Visibility, self-expression. Um, I have had a couple of um, media folks, people in the popular media, reach out to me, um, asking, seeing me as an authority to speak about topics that they were interested in promoting. So uh, I became a platform for some people, which was a kind of an interesting um, effect. I should also say many blogs have become books. If you um, find over time that you are pouring a lot and you have a lot to say and th- you're gaining an audience, um, it's possible to translate a, bo- a blog into a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a couple of benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes what I have seen is that someone's going through their own personal struggle, whether it has to do with body image or other things that maybe others don't express. And then you see this one person who's out there who's sharing about their experiences. And I have heard people say who have had all of a sudden many followers and a lot of people interested in their, in their blog or however they're expressing themselves that they were surprised at the level of response. Because there is so much that can be unspoken that people go through all around the world. And so it offers an opportunity really to have a, glo- a global connection around these universal experiences. When we reveal ourselves so truly, yes, we can touch people and it can resonate and uh, we can yeah, hear, hear those responses, which in turn can energize us to write more and reveal more and engage more. Mm-hmm. So the help that uh, we could bring, the goodness that we could bring to, to you know, the world is the potential for that is incredible. Mm-hmm. A, a vlog is another option. But instead of a um, written blog, this would be a, a kind of a video blog. And you make me think of um, uh, there was young, one young woman, Cassandra, who was a model who revealed herself without makeup. And she had significant um, acne that you would never imagine her to have when you see her model shots. And she showed the process of putting on makeup, starting from nothing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, she touched millions of people through that experience mm-hmm. by, by revealing that part of herself mm-hmm. and, and helped so many people feel better about themselves mm-hmm. as a result. It's interesting because... Many of us may have that fear that you make yourself vulnerable like that and you'll be subject to criticism. So it's like adding insult to injury. It's already something that you feel uncomfortable about, unconscious about. Maybe you had difficult experiences in your childhood around acne or whatever it is that you're experiencing some difficulty with. And so it's kind of fascinating when you see that you wind up really generating such a positive response from many people. Yes. In expressing those vulnerabilities. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, so it's a platform to share our humanity and be seen, uh, promote our, our, ourselves. What can come from that visibility? You know, the potential is really unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like there's some kind of freedom in that self-expression. Yes. That can emerge where a person really has a chance to step back and see themselves more fully and in addition to being seen by others. And learn and grow themselves, mm-hmm. certainly. What I'm hearing also is that these various platforms, and you may 
express different things depending on the culture of the platform, as you were saying, that some things you might put on Twitter, you wouldn't necessarily put in your LinkedIn profile. This is true. That it, it really offers that opportunity to use the potential of diverse platforms, meaning that in your workplace, there are certain things that you might not reveal about yourself. Yeah. Because it wouldn't necessarily be in your best interest. It wouldn't necessarily be a fit for that environment. You know, and it can be, maybe I'm silly. I published an interview in the Los Angeles Review of Books, a preeminent you know, publication, well-respected. Um, and the author used uh, you know, purple language in the course of the interview. And the title that uh, was chosen ultimately was Never Be Afraid to Suck. Mm-hmm. And so I did not put that on LinkedIn because that title would be featured prominently. And that kind of informal language is not so common on LinkedIn, so I left it alone. So you know, I don't get the benefit of broadcasting that piece of work I'm very proud of. Um, but I certainly uh, talked about it a lot on Twitter mm-hmm. where I feel more comfortable and things are more open. It seems also that it's also not an unexpressed or repressed part of you. It's an expressed part of you. And so that can be less frustrating, right? If you're saying in a logical way that it wouldn't necessarily be the best platform to post it on LinkedIn. However, it is something that you can express in another context. Yes. So you have that fulfillment of being expressed. Yes. I, and you know, so, so I, I'm mindful of the different media and their different cultures, as you're uh, describing. I absolutely appreciate that. And I chose accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's where the strategy comes in. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, you were talking about vlog? Vlog. V-L-O-G. Okay. Video. Video. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm learning along with everyone. So, so can you say a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. You know, like uh, mobile phones typically come with cameras, typically come with video cameras. Many computers, most computers today, come with a webcam, which can take video. So it can be very easy to sit in front of your terminal at home and videotape yourself talking about some subject and imagine different uh, video posts of you, what, you know, day after day, and that becomes your vlog. You know, a video blog, Tumblr is a popular um, platform for that to post videos on a certain theme or simply about your life or about professional development, whatever you're about accounting, whatever your expertise may be. Mm -hmm. And those could be used for various professional development purposes for pursuing opportunities. If you have a video that might really be relevant to an opportunity that you're seeking. Yes. Essentially uh, broadcasting your subject matter expertise, getting to be known as an expert on the topics that you discuss. Mm-hmm. On, on, in your videos. Now, could those videos that you might create on Tumblr be used on YouTube? Or would, yes. you, would you use YouTube separately to create a video? Right. So that's an important point. YouTube can host the video and you would um, embed that video in your tumble, Tumblr uh, vlog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talked about blogging, we talked about Twitter, LinkedIn, and vlogging. What about some offline strategies for promoting yourself? These are big, especially as we near the end of the year and Thanksgiving is around the corner and the holidays in December and the new year after that, where there are a lot of social occasions coming up. People um, sometimes say, I don't know, you might have experienced this at a party, no talking about work. But work is where we spend so much of our time. I often like to hear about people's work experiences moment to moment, day to day, and I feel comfortable talking about my own work. So mm-hmm. I encourage... You're in the right profession, Hike. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Career work. <laughs> yes, right, right. So, so, so talking about the work that you're doing, that matters to you. Um, uh, you'll have space and time coming up as, as you engage socially. Um, what can you say? I think simply talking, uh, describing your work. Not necessarily um, with flowery language. Oh, you know, the project I worked on is the greatest ever, the best. But just describing what you did and 
what it meant to you, how you felt doing it. So not so much about the, then I connected A widget with B widget, but more of sharing your internal experience of that work, I think can be very engaging and you can um, be understood by people and make connections with people. People can relate more. And what comes from the people understanding you and the good work you've done, again, if that results in an opportunity down the line, uh, is, is hard to say. At the very least, it can lead to engaging conversation at a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that passion part that's talked about a lot in relation to marketing and promotion. When you're energized about something, even if someone's not even really interested in that topic, it can become interesting to the other person. So I think it requires reflecting on your work experience. I have to know how I feel about my work. I have to know how I view it. I have to know what it means to me. And if I do the work, kind of checked out, leave the office or the workplace and never think about it again, I'm probably not going to have much to say about myself in my work. So it does take some self-reflection and checking in with what am I doing and what is it all about and how am I engaged emotionally here Mm -hmm. so that you can relate that in words with people. Mm -hmm. And these are such important points. We have so much food for self-reflection and also exploration that it's not just an issue of putting yourself on LinkedIn or engaging in Twitter, that you also need to do the reflection part to make sure that whatever it is that you put out there is something that really represents who you are. Coming back to, yeah, being understood. Thank you so much, Haig, for these excellent methodologies and lots of food for thought. It's been my pleasure, Hamda. To stay connected with his perspectives, perspectives and guidance, Haig invites you to follow him on Twitter at Shahinian. That's C-H-A-H-I-N-I-A-N. Continue our dialogue by following me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi and liking us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi with Turn the Page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 